All right, welcome back to the Canadian Gun Vault Behind the Vault Door. My name is Mark Morelli. I'll be your podcast host. Joining me tonight and co-hosting the show, none other than Coach Nick. Coach Nick, thank Good you. evening, my friend. Hey, all right, question. I want you to take on this. So I'm sitting in my garage the other night, and I'm, I'm having one uh, of a few cigarettes that I'll have these days. Uh, now that I got out of the vape, I'm trying my best to quit. But I'm in the garage, and of course, I'm sitting with my significant other, and the garage door is open. It's a mild, uh, it's a mild night, and I hear the sound of a uh, screeching tires off in the distance, and I know when I hear them screeching for longer than, you know, a second and a half, you know, and then hear rapidly, you know, uh, succeeding uh, in intensity crashing sounds that there's an accident uh, on a nearby highway. And, you know, listening to that, I know immediately that it means that there's a uh, high-speed multi-vehicle collision on the highway. And, and what that actually means, and of course, you know, that the person I was with, uh, my significant other, she, she looks up at me, she says, well, no, how do you know? And I said, well, it's not the typical, you know, drifting kind of screeching sound. Like you can tell, like somebody's trying their best to stop. It's not, uh, you know, peeling out rubber that somebody's, uh, you know, about to make contact with another vehicle in, you know, an enormous way. And I expect that we're going to get, you know, uh, the, treated to the sounds of sirens, in the next 10 to 12 minutes and you know she kind of looked at me and said you know how do you know and I go there's the sounds and you know I looked at my watch you know exactly 12 minutes later and I can hear fire coming and uh, paramedics coming and you know there are different sounds to the sirens and then I kind of looked at my watch again and I thought well you know the OPP is going to have to make their way they could be coming from anywhere, you know, in Ontario. They don't necessarily have to be at the detachment. So they're going to be another, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Uh, and sure enough, you know, I, was, uh, I could hear those uh, sounds, those familiar mm-hmm. sounds. And, you know, I kind of hung my head and I, I thought, you know, I feel so bad for the guys and girls that are still doing it and that they're out there slinging it out, you know, hip deep in human misery that then they have to show up at events like this and see the things that they see. And I think it's important for the public to realize, you know, as a police officer, you know, you're not just seeing people at their worst. You're seeing them when they're absolutely, uh, you know, obliterated in some instances. As a police officer, you're exposed to so many horrible things. Um, I used to say to people, uh, you know, I see the things so you shouldn't have to. You know, yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah, you know, and, and, you know, for that, you know, I'm awarded a, a you know, a nice pension and a, a decent pay, but we get to see people at their absolute worst. And, you know, I've, I've held people's hands when they've died and, you know, for, for people to be in that position and, and to undertake the enormous responsibility of uh, being a police officer, uh, being a firefighter, being a paramedic in this day and age, you know, uh, hats off to all of you guys uh, that are still out there on the job uh, doing it. But like, I mean, it weighs heavy on you when you see those types of things. And so I hung my head thinking, you know, all those people that are showing up and they're going to that scene, you know, I feel for each and every one of them. Uh, my heart goes out to anybody uh, affected by this, uh, to all the families that may have been impacted by it, if, uh, if it's as bad as I thought. 
but what's what's your take? You know, like I mean, on police officers. Like I mean, your your contact with police over the years has been, I'm sure, you know, pretty nominal. But I mean, like, what's your what's been your experience with police? Yeah, it, it has been quite nominal, actually. Um, it, it it's always been uh, positive. Um, there was never. I mean, I didn't grow up in North End Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the West End, and it was, yeah. you know, relatively. Um, uh, a low-key area to grow up in. We didn't, you know, we didn't have police in the neighborhood. And if there was police in the neighborhood, that rare occasion, you know, was something probably pretty significant. And even at that, it was, that was very rare in, it, in and of itself. Um, but they were always presented to us in, in um, a positive light, whether it was through um, in schools coming in to do safety talks or which is, you know, still happens today. Or whether it was whether it was from uh, our parents or adults, um, kind of uh, giving us the not the impression, but but teaching us that those are that that is a, a certain segment of society and some of that needs to be respected because they're there to help you, mm-hmm. and, and that is something that was taught at home and started at home, um, and and you know kind of carried forward. You know, yeah, you know, like I grew up uh, learning that police officers were to be trusted. Certainly times have changed, and then there's, you know, large numbers uh, of people roaming around saying that you can't trust police. I can tell you that the average frontliner uh, has little to no interest in bothering with you folks. Um, you know, if they're, you know, beating the bushes and they're, you know, carding people, uh, which I know is you know, frowned upon these days, but if they're out there uh, doing their absolute best to try and keep you safe every day, every night, like when you're all bed I, I used to laugh and say when you're all in bed you know I'm I'm wrestling with crackheads in an alley somewhere you know well, and, and, and that for me was always kind of a point of pride like I, I you know I come home and you know uh, whatever woman would be would be in my bed uh, you know would say to me like you know how was your night and and you know you never really wanted to say uh, exactly what had happened so as a police officer you know you you're like in some cases you're tempted to tear to share and uh, others uh, you know you don't talk about as much uh, you know it's a hard Hard job. You you learn you learn what to keep at work and what to, what you can't what you don't need to keep at work. Well, I always encourage people to you know certainly uh, they do uh, they encourage people to have someone that you know you can confide in trust mm. and, and speak to about these things. Uh, to everybody out there that uh, you know is still serving, you know it's important that you have somebody that you can kind of decompress with and you know engage in a debrief. And you know a lot of a lot of guys through the first couple of years come home with all the wildest stories. You know they tell their wives, their girlfriends, you know the guys and the girls do too as well sure uh come home and tell the wild stories you know policing in the hammer was never cool. any anything less than completely colorful and exciting well, certain parts yeah certain absolutely. parts i worked the worst parts of town i loved i loved doing it uh what a real city fantastic place i don't care what anybody says if you think uh you know the hamilton's the armpit of southern ontario i can tell you you, you couldn't be more wrong uh, there's definitely a beautiful uh beautiful place in that uh, city. It's got character, that's for it, sure. It has, it has enormous amounts of character. Anyway, that's about all the time we have for tonight's episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight. Stay safe.